Warning! The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. You're tuned into K-Pop. It's Life in Korea with your hosts, Scott, Adam, and Phil. It's K-Pod, Life in Korea. I'm one of the hosts, Scott. Sitting across from me is the other two hosts. We've got Phil, Phil Hosings. I'm well. And Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. So in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about working here in Korea, finding a job. So we're going to get into reasons why people may come to Korea or decide to come to Korea. We're going to talk about why Korea is maybe better than other countries if you're looking to teach English. And do you qualify to be a teacher here in South Korea? We'll also later on talk about maybe some of the best places to find a job if you're looking for one. What you need to know and all that kind of stuff. Visa stuff. Visa be visa. And also, possibly, the uh, what area in Korea would be best for you. Like, what city, or depending on what you're looking for. So that's going to be this episode for the K-Pod. All right, so let's start off with reasons why people might decide to come to Korea. I mean, we can start off with maybe why each of us decides to come to, to Korea, mm-hmm. if you remember. So let's start with Phil. Why I chose to come to Korea, or why? Yeah. Well, I am. Why, I am, why, why did you decide? I think we mentioned it a yeah, little bit before, but. Our first podcast, I mentioned that I am Korean descendant. My mother is Korean. And, you know, I was really interested. I spent the majority of my life in the U.S., so I really wanted to travel somewhere and, you know, find a new culture. And I feel like Korea was the perfect opportunity for me to do all of these things. You know, get, get in touch with my family. Uh, learn about the culture and the life in Korea. And, and it was just a pr- great opportunity to come and teach and, you know, learn some things along the way. Um, I feel like uh, Korea is a good place for most people if they're interested in traveling around Asia. Mm-hmm. Like this is a good spot. It's a good landing spot because you have Vietnam and Japan and all these other countries. Uh, I'm sure Adam would agree with those. Yeah, definitely. And Adam, why did you first come here? Uh, well, the reason I came was um, my brother lived here actually a long time ago, and he had a great time. And he basically told me <laughs> you get a decent salary, uh, the ability to save money is really easy, and as Phil mentioned, the ability to travel around Asia affordably and more conveniently. Um, you know, it's it's really really close to Japan, which I love to travel to. Like quite often, you can also go to Hong Kong or Vietnam, Thailand, places like that. Adam, you mentioned your brother was here. How long was he in Korea? He was in Jinhae for one year and Changwon for two years. I okay. Think. Yeah. And uh, and another thing is it's pretty safe here. I mean, aside from the threat of North Korea, uh, it's pretty safe to you know walk around at night. Um, uh, there's not much. Yeah, you can walk down any alley without any. Well, worries. I wouldn't say any alley, but I mean most alleys are yeah. pretty much uh, pretty safe. I yeah, think. I feel I feel 100 comfortable living here. Yeah. Yeah. Security wise. I'm the same way. And for me, I really don't remember why I originally was going to come here. I think it was just, I want something different. Uh, I just finished my second university degree. I, I think I spent seven, eight years in university. Not because of, so you have two degrees? Not, yeah, not because of failing, just. What, what are your degrees? Uh, environmental engineering and c- computer engineering. Hmm. 
Software development. Cool. Interesting but, uh, fun fact. After my first degree, I worked in the environmental field for about a year, maybe probably not even a year, and just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> just realized that no matter what you do, people are going to destroy the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so much. Yeah. And so so was I. But uh, And then did computers. And with that, I can live anywhere, though. So I didn't want to travel. So I do remember originally I was going to go to China. Mm-hmm. And I had a job all lined up and things fell through at the last minute. And for whatever reasons, I decided to uh, pick Korea, a job that I found, which uh, was just more of uh, I was ready to go. And, you know, it didn't work out. So I wanted to go quick. So I picked somewhere in Korea and it was Masan. And uh, it was just simple back then, you know, to get the job and all that kind of thing. So. I ended up coming here and enjoying my first year here, even though things are a lot different and stuff like that. But so, uh, yeah, that's the reasons why I came. Now, for a lot of people out there now, things are a lot different and people come here for different reasons. What are some of the reasons you think people might decide to uh, leave their home countries and come over here? I do think a lot of people come or like planning to stay for a year type thing and I guess it's mostly saving money and yeah. I mean, there's there's uh, a lot of opportunity when you to save money when you have a job that provides you housing and a uh, really really decent starting salary. If you can find these jobs, then you know you can really you know if, especially those people who have student debts. Exactly, I was a lot of that. a lot of people. Sorry, no, no, go on, go on. <laughs> a lot of people um, have like destroyed their student death, debt. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons uh, why a lot of uh, people I know came to Korea. Uh, it, it is kind of a hassle, uh, especially with exchange rate and sending back, you know, from one bank to another. Uh, you can lose out a lot of money. So I guess the best advice is to. I was concerned with that my first year here. Yeah. So I got paid equivalent to X amount of dollars in Canadian. Yeah. So my, my base salary was, I don't know what it was. I think a little less than $2,000 Canadian a month. Yeah. But I always got paid the equivalent to that in Korean money. Mm. But like, yeah. So, but I ended up losing a lot of money because yeah. back then, at, during that time, the exchange rate was, you know, more in favor. If I got paid, say, 2 million won flat, I would have been making like closer to 3 million. Mm. With the exchange, mm. yeah, it's a so lot. It's pretty low nowadays, though, for a Canadian dollar. Like right. I send, I send about a grand home or a million won per month. Automatically gets transferred. Uh, I've got this thing set up with my bank, and I usually end up making like 130 extra bucks. Yeah, really. It's it's, yeah. it's it's still higher, which is good. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people uh, check. Uh, the exchange rate quite frequently, especially when um, right after you leave or you finish your contract, you get a bonus uh, bonus pay for an extra month. So that could be really helpful if, if you're trying to save for, or pay off a student loan or if you just want to travel for a couple months. Um, it's really nice to save up when all of your bills are paid. I think I only pay for electric and gas in my building. Yeah, that's what I pay for as well. And then we have to pay like a, a building fee for you know services like recycling and trash. I think it's like what 50 about- Cable, internet. We were provided cable and internet in my building. So cable, internet, and water is provided. We just have to pay for 
electricity and heat. I have to pay internet. I have to pay, uh, I think it's like 30 bucks a month or something. And the internet here is the fastest in the world. So it's yeah. like, it's really cheap and good. So. so it was one of the reasons too I picked in coming here. <laughs> Just because of, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a good reason. Right. You know, being in computers or just finishing up in that. I was really into web design and stuff like that. So I, uh, when China fell through, I decided, Hey, well, Korea's got internet. Yeah. I mean, Scott, you, uh, did you know much about Korea before you came here? Or no. You just kind of like, yeah, it's country cup. I saw Remo, Remo Williams when I was young. <laughs> Remo Williams. Oh, that's an Which, old, uh, old ass movie. It's an old movie, but I loved it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And looking back at it, you know, I watched it not too long ago, but fairly recently. And I didn't even realize that the guy playing the Korean guy yeah. was not Korean. <laughs> it was a white guy. Yeah. The same thing in like... Talking uh, about whitewashing these days. Yeah. Mr. Stevens in Short Circuit, too. He's, he's not Indian. But, uh... I didn't. <laughs> I loved. I, 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 I loved Remo Williams. Do you know what Remo? I have Williams? no idea what you guys are talking about. Actually, what is it? It was uh, a. <laughs> and and he like a, a a like some kind of mercenary or soldier, and then like I haven't seen in years. He's like a robot uh, or something. He's it's a secret uh, <laughs> agency type thing. Yeah. I'm bringing up. I'm not going to play it on the. What was his name? Guy. And, uh, is he Tremors? Yeah. Same guy from Tremors? Like, Kevin Bacon? No. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. I think I may have seen this before. This is like one of my brother's favorite movies. <laughs> Why'd you come to Korea? Fucking Remo Williams? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen this. This man. Yeah. Don't take any chances. This guy's a killer. For a special mission. But first, he's got yeah, he's to the old guy in Tremors yeah. Yeah. Vegas. test. Speak English. Does your nightingale sing? Hold it! I'm glad we're doing this. <laughs> I had no idea that guy wasn't Korean, though, when I was a kid. However... I think I can do something with him. Goodbye, Mr. Crow. Who's he? No more Boy Scouts. Take a look at this. My altitude recovery. Wolford Brimley. He has diabetes. There is none. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Not the Quaker Oats guy? Yeah, Wolford Brimley. He won't be with us for much longer. Unless someone, relax, can stop them. Concentrate. This is no time for prayer. Remo Williams. The adventure begins. What are you watching? Your country's one contribution to the art. It's a soap opera. It is apparent to me that you... <laughs> is, this, is this getting into the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Are we doing old trailer reviews? He'll learn to move faster than a bullet. Excellent. Not bad. Hear the heartbeat of an enemy. I'm trying to need to borrow him for a while. Remo Williams looks like that dude who's in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Which dude? You know the one who uh, he's like he lifts weights in his backyard. He ends up dying like early. Hey, spoilers, man. Oh, you haven't seen it? <laughs> no, I've seen it. <laughs> Some people might have. Oh, it's been like fucking three years. His head blown off. 
perfect accident. And you're telling me he's going to get away with it, huh? You can't stop him. If you can stop him, son, it'll be my pleasure. Statue of Liberty. Get the trade, trade Center. I was amazed by Based this when I was a kid. Novel series that sold over 30 million copies. Oh, it's a movie. America's favorite yeah. tough guy. Okay, not a TV series. The screen. In a movie big enough to hold him. There you go. So the dude, the Asian guy is Korean? Or he's meant to be Korean? He's Korean. He's taught these Korean ways. But it was, a, it was actually a white guy playing him. Koreans weren't invented in 1985. I just remember, I remember seeing the the Korean teacher guy is in a car accident and the car is just demolished, mm. like it rolls down a hill. And I must teach the, them English. The, the, he, the door <laughs> kind of pops open or what's left of the door. And he's holding like, a, I think it's the window thing that you turn down to turn down the window. He's holding that. The window handle. Yeah, the window handle. And he looks at it and says, Made in Korea, and it's the only thing that kind of survived the the car accident. Oh. That's why it survived was because it was made in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> the things we the, remember. The, the rest of the car was destroyed, but because that one piece was made in Korea, <laughs> that's why you came to Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. Oh, that's awesome. So. For me, yeah, Remo Williams is the reason I came to Korea. <laughs> but for most people these days... Most people don't make their decisions on a 1985 movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these days, I have no idea what it's like back home because I've been over here for so long. But I'm guessing uh, maybe it's tough getting jobs in general. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like, um... Well, it all depends. I mean, do you want to work for a private academy or do you want to work for a public school? Do you want to work for a university? I think university jobs are pretty hard to to get. But if people, like you're talking about student debt and all that kind of thing, you know, why are people going to university and not being able to, is it that they can't get a job? They just don't want to jump into that area right away? Yeah, it could be, or maybe they. Yeah, maybe they just want a year of living abroad and seeing what it's like. Maybe like it's, it's so travel. Travel is probably the biggest. Reason. I think traveling, yeah. And like Phil was saying, Korea is a really good place to. It's easy to jump around. Like you can go to Thailand, you can go to China, you can go to Japan. You know, a lot of different places. There's a lot of not not just Asia, but you're kind of right in the middle of uh, an area that's just easy to jump on a plane and go to a lot of different areas without that twelve thirteen hour plane ride that you would have to take back from USA or Canada. Yeah, I, actually, I quite enjoy the plane rides. I just I just get really drunk and pass out. Mm. It's it's like time traveling. You don't even notice. Yeah, especially uh, some international flights. They provide free alcohol. Yeah, that's, so, that can be dangerous. Uh, <laughs> for some. It's weird flying back to, uh, well, if I fly to Toronto, let's say in Canada, it's weird. I literally arrived the same time I left. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to happen for me when I go home this summer. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. It kind of sucks coming back because you lose a day. Right. But uh, And a lot of people don't realize that if they're just doing a trip, like a vacation, and they tell their employer, like, oh, I'll be back this day, but it's actually the the date you're arriving is not the same date here. Right. Like the itinerary sometimes yeah. tells you when you're leaving one country and then you're coming back 
And that's, mm-hmm. that's the local time. So you have to, you know, prepare for something like that mm-hmm. because you do lose the day. And how much do you guys know about other countries in terms of, uh, let's say, just teaching, teaching English? Like, do you know anything regarding Korea being one of the better countries to I can be a teacher in? I've heard Thailand, Japan, and China. And I've heard Korea's a lot better than all three of those. Vietnam's getting a good reputation these days. Yeah. I was there last summer and I met a bunch of people who teach there and they seem quite content with their jobs and they make, you know, similar salary than, you know, you can find here. But lower cost of living. Lower cost of living. Uh, you basically have to buy a motorbike because everyone has a motorbike in Vietnam. But I mean, Vietnam was cool. You know, I've actually considered going there myself. Uh, if I decide to. Make the move? Yeah, throw in my towel with Korea. And as far as Japan, I've heard it's really big class sizes and it can be expensive with certain things. Yeah. Uh, Thailand doesn't make as much money type thing. It's probably less than half of what you make here. Yeah. In terms of a monthly salary, even though if you enjoy that lifestyle, it could be worth it. I was in Japan recently and... Uh I was hanging out with my Polish friend who's a student there. She studies uh, Japanese and other things. And we actually ran into some teachers and we started talking with them. We were having beers together in the park and they were saying that uh, the best way to get a job in Japan is through like networking. So if you know people, it's like it's really beneficial to you. But like to go through recruitment agencies or something like that, you might not find uh, a decent position. So I have a friend that works used to work here and he works in Japan now and he said that he has to, he had to find his own apartment which was kind of tricky for him because obviously he doesn't know the area he didn't know how to contact here in Korea no 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 oh, in Japan, Japan. Yeah. in Japan yeah so that's I think that's one of the bigger reasons why and housing is really small there right it yeah. can be here too but nothing like yeah most Japan. most places are furnished in Korea um, I mean <laughs> Every hotel I've stayed in, even nice ones, if I put my arms out, like in a cross position, yeah, I can touch both walls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think most schools here, they try to make life comfortable <laughs> for their teachers. Like, uh, I mean, if you're at a public school, you're definitely going to be assigned a co-teacher, and she or he will definitely help you out with things like that. Do you guys have co-teachers? Like, in class? Yes. Yes, we do, yeah. You have a, okay. Yeah, we have to have a co-teacher with us. Do you like that or would you prefer with or without? Uh, I could go either way, but because you do, I, (laughs) (laughs) because, uh, I do most of the lesson preparation, things like that. And it's basically like, they're just there attending, you know, uh, so they're not actually like teaching, but they're just there. No, I mean, sometimes if they want to, I'll be like, yeah, sure. You know, like let's teach it together. But I think for the most part, uh, if there is any, complications with translations or something they're happy yeah. to step in but you guys allowed to use like phones in, in the class uh you mean the students yeah like as a teacher no no i think that's generally frowned upon yeah we're, we're allowed to use for like translation purposes but other than that like yeah we're not supposed to have phones or anything like google translate and stuff right right or yeah. uh, like a lot of i use a lot of uh, pictures like if it's really like, oh, this is what this is. I'm like, uh. Google Translate's pretty freaky now. That live translate. Yeah. I mean, they're going to engineer us out of a job. I've also heard China, a lot of the private schools anywhere are run by like mafia. Oh, really? I've heard some sketchy. 
things from people that have worked there. Mm. Obviously, not every school is going to. Any interesting stories that you can think of, or Uh, not off the top of my head, or that I want to say. Right. I think in general, South Korea has always been pretty. You know, it's quite competitive. You know, because they really have. They have really high. People have had education, good good experiences, right, with regarding working here for a year. It all changed. I mean, I went through when when I first came here. You could pretty much just be anybody and get a job to teach English. You didn't need a university degree. You didn't need a lot of things. And that changed after, you know, a couple of years after being here. Yeah. You had to have a university degree. And I knew people that did not have that. They just like get a fake one or. Yeah. So their hogwans actually bought them fake degrees. Hmm. Really? At that time. Wow. But, yeah, I think but uh, now that's pretty hard to do too. I think nowadays some Korean teachers they kind of look down on guest English teachers because they think that we lack the proper qualifications to teach. And I'd say if you took like a TESOL or TEFL or CELTA course, I think you that would give you a pretty good idea of what to expect and like how to conduct a class in an effective way. Um but I mean also experience. I mean, if they, if you come at, if you come out here without having teaching anything, which I did 10 years ago, uh, it takes a few months and then you start to get used to it. So let's get into what qualifies you to be an English teacher here in South Korea. I think it's what six countries that they hire people from. There's America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand the UK, South Africa, UK. That's it? Ireland. I don't think Ireland is... Really? ...allowed. Huh. No, I think they are. I think they are. But I think they might be tied into... United Kingdom? But, some, I mean, there is... Some... No, they're, they're separate from the UK. Yeah. Do you know any Irish teacher? Yeah, I knew some. Yeah. Uh, Bridget, who was here a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Austin was... Austin was an English teacher yeah. before he started his uh, That was business. a long time ago, though, like before... Yeah. Certain things were allowed. But I think basically, I, from what I recall, is six countries. Whether Ireland fits in, same as Scotland. I've yeah, met, yeah. I've met people with Scot- from Scotland too. Yeah. So that might be all tied into, uh, but I think Ireland, there's something, whether it's either North Ireland or South Ireland. Well, I know, uh, people from South Africa, they have to prove that they were taught in middle and high school at an English school. And not, they were, you know, not taught in Afrikaans or Afrikaans. 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 Um, and I, I was actually curious about, um, Quebec. I mean, would you have to, pr- would you have to prove that you went to an English school if you're from Montreal or something like that, you know? Possibly. Yeah. So have you guys noticed anything over, you know, the years? Has, has things changed in regards to, you know, people that qualify or can be hired? I think it's becoming more competitive because a lot of, uh, at least since I've been here, a lot of schools will, um, after someone's finished their contract, they just won't rehire someone because uh, a lot of jobs have been cut. So some of the more desirable jobs are disappearing, and then everyone's uh, pretty much forced to work at academies, like privately owned hogwans. Mm-hmm. So, Do you find schools are lo- more looking for people with degrees in certain areas now? Or? Well, I mean, my I mean, job's hiring right now, and, you know... We look for someone who's at least taught in Korea for two years, someone who's already in Korea, and uh, that's, that's more of a money issue, though. Yeah, I think a lot of well, schools I mean, look for people already here because 
Right. I'm pretty sure that uh, through the EPIC program, the English program in Korea, uh, this is if you want to work for a public school, I'm pretty sure that you need a TESOL or a TEFL or something, yeah. something, something equivalent. Is there a minimum hours? Like, cause they have, like, yeah, 50, it's gotta, 100? it's gotta be like, uh, something like 120 hours in class. So it can't be one of those online TEFL courses that you oh. see all the time. Like those things are not, I mean, yeah, sure. They're probably, they probably have some value in them, but on paper, if you don't have that 120 hours in class, uh, they're not gonna, they're not gonna see it as the same. And then universities, it's usually, comes down to knowing people yeah yeah it's, that's uh but yeah i heard it's changing i heard at some point maybe it is now that you have to have a master's degree i think so yeah i think they usually that's preferable for them but i know some guys who who just based on their experience here mm. they they landed a university job so experience that's you know that comes with almost any job though really yeah whether it's teaching i mean i don't have any toefl or tesol or anything like that mm. but uh i've never had a problem finding job in korea mm. you know if if i say i've been here whatever 16 years teaching english yeah they know you know what you're doing right like mm. experience is the best teacher for sure for sure it's a catch 22 though yeah um, getting that experience. So people are considering about coming to Korea and looking for a job. Do you have any advice on, you know, where to look or places to find jobs and uh, I'd the say, best way of going yeah. through a type thing? I'd say, I mean, if you have friends who've taught here before, uh, talk to them and see if uh, they had a good experience. Um, they might be able to help you out uh, with, you know, some of their connections uh, there's also Dave's ESL Cafe, which is probably one of the most famous websites uh, to find jobs in Korea and other countries as well. And yeah. there's also... I've actually found a couple jobs of that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I found one years ago. And there's also recruitment agencies. Uh, one that I landed my my current job in was um, was with Korean Horizons. And you can find them probably on Facebook or something like that. Really? Yeah. He's an old friend of mine. Yeah, he's a good guy, right? Allie? Yeah, yeah, really nice guy. guy. Yeah, 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 he's cool. He he found me a pretty, a really good position, and I'm very grateful. I used to hang with him in the early 2000s. Does he still live in Changwon? I don't think so. No, but his company is. Yeah, I, I know his office still. is here. I think. Yeah, yeah, really, really solid guy. And I mean, he. Uh, I mean, places like that, they they tell you all the documents you need to prepare and all the things, and you know what to say in the interview, what not to say, things like that. So. Yeah, Dave's ESL Cafe is quite old, and I'm amazed, like, oh, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed. Nothing has changed on that, but he's just racking in money yeah. from job postings. But as far as recruiters go, what's your guys' opinions on recruiters, do you think? That's a good way to go uh, your first time around the block, or...? It can be. I mean, I think the best. Obviously, there's there can be some bad recruiters. Yeah. But let's just say the typical recruiter out there, the decent person. Yeah, I mean, it's done. It's definitely it's definitely more convenient for the job applicant because they tell you exactly what you need to do. Um, but again, I mean, I've always said this time and again, like if you really want to know <laughs> what's going on at the school and how they treat their employees, you got to talk to people who work there. Right. And they'll tell you what's up. I've know? never actually used a recruiter. Oh no. The first, the first time I, I came here. 
Yeah. I found a job on my own. And well, you have you have family here too, though. Right. You have that uncle that you never see. Oh, thanks for bringing that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go see him this summer. This summer? Yeah, I'll take I'll take pictures and show you. All right. Yeah. Um, I think the best way to <laughs> jerk <laughs> the best way to find a job is uh, social media has been uh, pretty useful. Um, a lot of people. Who are leaving Korea sometimes will, will post on behalf of their employer on a lot of these, uh, like with the Changwon or expats and what other ones? Yeah. Changwon expats. Yeah. Oh, Changwon expats. And there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's like, uh, trying to give you, <laughs> give you promotion. There's like English teachers in Korea. And yeah. Like that right. as well. There's, see, that's the biggest thing for me. The biggest difference with, you know, just social media, but in particular, like Facebook. Places like that, you can find all kinds of information that you need to know. Stuff that you probably wouldn't hear. To when I, you know, first came here. I mean, Facebook that what well, didn't exist when I first came here. Yeah, Skype didn't exist. Mm. I mean, I remember back in the day, I had to go somewhere in Hapsondong and Masan to buy a phone card, and I would wow. literally talk to people back home once a year. Yeah. And now, how often do you talk to people back home? <laughs> How the tables have turned. I'd say five times a week. Really? Yeah. I talked like, to my brother this morning. Uh, but because of things like Skype and Facebook, but Facebook, if if you're looking at a job, you see the city name, odds are there are multiple groups based on that city. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether it's Daegu, Changwon, Masan, whatever. And you can find out the information you need to know. Just ask. Simple. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say, I mean, on I don't those, know every Facebook group, but on the, the, the Changwon area, I mean, if you post up a question, you're probably going to get few replies. And Yeah. And it's good to inquire about things like uh, overtime pay, uh, holidays. You know, because as we know, you know, some private academies, they deny their employees the right to take off public holidays, which is, you know, illegal and uh, they get away with it. So make sure you don't get into that kind of place. Um, and if you can, if it's possible, talk to teachers that previously worked at the school. Yeah. Like if you're replacing somebody and try to do it either via email or I mean, I've, I've seen people talk to new teachers potentially coming with the old teacher, mm -hmm. but on the phone and with the boss over the shoulder. Right. Yeah. Thing. yeah. But do it in a more personal atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Probably email. Email is the best bet, I think. Or, you know. Private messengers. Or a messenger. I mean, there's all types of ways to get in contact with people these days. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely talk to people who've worked at the school. Yeah, and I mean, you know, other questions you can ask is like the classroom sizes, uh, how many schools do you have to teach? Because, you know, some a lot of these places you have to teach at multiple schools. And like, in, if that's the case, transportation, uh, transportation, right? Like, is it is it are these schools accessible via bus routes or are you going to have to get a scooter or a car or something? Or like walk that? in the summer heat. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the most important things for me. Uh, class size. Um, like the, like the number far? of students or how big the kids are. <laughs> Teaching giants, or no, the classroom size, like literally how, uh, the sp how actual space. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> how many? Uh, how many students are in the class? Yeah. You know what, Scott? But obviously, you know, teaching in a closet would suck. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it was a hot closet. Yeah. 
but yeah, it could get kind of weird though. The number of students, how far do I live from the school, mm-hmm. and the whole multiple school thing, I never do. So if they bring that up, it's just like, screw, screw Sorry. you. Yeah. <laughs> I have screw to, you. I have to do two. <clears throat> I think most public school teachers have to do at least two. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, I'm more concerned with where I live. So, like, the housing arrangement's a big thing for me. Adam, you said you go to different schools. Have you ever gone to the wrong school once? No. Uh. I have. Yeah, I, one time I hit the the buzzer on the bus, and I was like, oh, no, I'm not getting off here. I'm this is Thursday. Did you, did you stay on the bus? I or stayed you, on the bus. I would, yeah. I would have felt so guilty. I would have got off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just kind of like, me and I'm sorry. Yeah. And the number of classes a day is important. No. But it's usually, I think most schools, the max is always, what, eight? Yeah. And then whatever you actually teach type thing. Yeah. Make sure you read your contract and you're not getting, you know, yeah, taken advantage of. And uh, with regards to your apartment, you know, your accommodation that they provide with you. I mean, a lot of contracts will say, yeah, we'll provide you with a bed and a microwave and a refrigerator. But I've had friends who, uh, you know, they didn't have a bed for a year. Contracts have changed in, you know, say the last 15 years that I've seen. Yeah. In terms of, uh, I know a lot of jobs now don't even pay for the return airfare. Really? Really? Most jobs in the, in the Changwon area only pay one way. Yeah. These days. Also, I've heard that some, some Hogwan directors, they will get together and they'll share stories about how they, uh, they got out of paying something, you know? My families come together. Like, uh, no, like I have, I have a Korean friend who told me she worked at a Hogwan and she said, yeah, like my, my director gets, together with his friends over soju and they they share stories like oh just tell them you'll pay them later like in a few months and then you you know never respond to them yeah. again so you got to be very wary about that that kind of thing i find these days though you know my first five years here or so there is always the stories of and i know i actually know people that have had issues with getting paid every month yeah but these days that doesn't exist okay yeah, I think the I labor mean, board. Is- maybe it does, but there's just too much. It's there's too much information out there. Oh yeah, and there's too much pressure from the labor board. I there's mean, no you- way schools will continue to exist if they're not paying their teachers. Oh yeah, and on like a monthly basis. Yeah, think. yeah, and I think a complaint from the to to the labor board about your school is every Hogwan director's nightmare because right. that that basically red flags them. You know, I was I was my first year uh, working at a private academy. And they were taking money out for our pension fund, but not paying into the pension fund. They were just taking the money and keeping it to save money. Yeah, that happens. And yeah. that's that's also it's illegal. deplorable. It's yeah. really really bad. You know, I mean, like that's your money. You're supposed to get that back, but they just withheld it. Yeah, scumbags. Yeah, they're out. There. But I think most uh, most places are on the up and up. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's also the other schools that actually do treat their employees with respect, and they and they don't screw around like that. And they exist. And you know, you just. You know, through social networking, talking to people, especially if you have friends who've taught out here, they'll tell you exactly like the standards of employment and things that you uh, mm. you should get. You know, so via internet and just inf- the information age, things are pretty safe in terms of looking for finding a job. There's not many things you have to worry about, but do your research. There's all kinds of websites, but more or less, you can find everything on Facebook. Yeah. If you have a potential job, you want to know more about it, you know, look up the city. 
and you'll, uh, you'll get all the information. Especially the Changwon area. There's been so many helpful people um, that are currently yeah, living I'm, here. I'm that guess, used to I'm live guessing here. it's like that. Right. Whatever city it is, you know what I mean? Changwon so. especially. Changwon's the best. I w- so speaking of cities, for people that are thinking about possibly coming to, to Korea or South Korea, what... With all the different cities and, you know, every, everywhere is different. What are some of the uh, things that you think would be best for people, like, uh, yeah. like social people, people looking for yeah, I think it all depends. nightlife and all that kind of thing? Obviously, Seoul would be better than yeah, obviously, living yeah. in uh, Namhae. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Especially if you want access to uh, a lot of, like... I mean... To us, a lot of these city names and areas, when you hear them, we, we understand that. But people who know nothing about Korea and thinking about coming here, and they get this, all right, here's a job in blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it means nothing to him, you know. What I mean? Yeah. I, I, the next thing you I know, was you're in Asan, and I was like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, you're working some backwoods, you know, or something. Like, uh, I think it depends on like where you like, what kind of place you want to live. Do you, like, if you grew up in the countryside, you might want like a smaller town. Uh, if you're like a city boy or a city gal, you might want to go for Seoul cause city it's, folk. because it's a big metropolis, you know, and there's a lot of interesting things to do in terms of nightlife. maybe you're into a change of pace and you want to do the opposite yeah or you know i mean you might you might even look for like a coastal region which in that case you'd probably want to go for busan or the islands in the south you know there's places it's, in jeju and goje yeah yeah it's weird the most common email that i get actually from people is um i've got this job offer here and how far is it from downtown and stuff like yeah. say Masan or Changwon, and a lot of them are like in uh, Jungyu, Jungyu, or uh, what's it called? Kimhae? No, no, no. Uh, Hamon? No, no, no. Jinhae. That's uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. That's right. It's literally like not really part of the Changwon city chain. Right. Like it's not Jinhae. It's not. It's not a Masan. It's way out there. Yeah. And if you want to get a taxi home after right. hanging out How with your friends, is it's this gonna, from O'Brien's or wherever, you know, it's, it's like, going to cost oh, you like 30 bucks. They're not really. Yeah. They're when they're advertising the jobs in Masan or Changwon. Yeah. It's not really anywhere near anything. So, yeah. but it's a common email that I get. Can't think of the name. Yeah. So I'd say maybe look at the, the name of the school. I mean, yeah. especially if it's a public school, because then they'll tell you if it's like, you know. If you're really interested, you have to put in your research a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But could be disappointed. In, ter- the in terms of the area, though, like, let's say, if you want to ex- really experience Korean culture, what do you think is some of the best areas? I, mean, I, I love Jinhae. Uh, Masan's pretty old school. Masan is cool. I mean... It's industrial, but it's pretty old school. Like, if you really want to see how Korea was... In the seventies, yeah, like in terms of attitude, the way people dress, yeah, yeah, Masan is old school. People, I mean, people aren't dolling up to go to Home Plus, yeah, in Masan, yeah, yeah, compared to that's what they're doing in Changwon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a big difference between going to Home Plus and Changwon and then Masan and then Masan. Yeah, people are in their flip flops and their shorts. Yeah, Masan's pretty laid back in that regard. Um, I'd say other places <laughs> like Gyeongju. Gyeongju is pretty old school. Uh, used to be, the, it was the former capital of Korea. Hmm. 
And then if you're looking for the total upside, you just want to have fun. A lot of things, a lot of options, a lot of different food choices. Obviously, big cities like Seoul, Busan, Daegu, maybe yeah. even. I've met a lot of great people in Daegu over the years. Daegu is cool. Yeah. yeah. A good, uh... But places like Seoul, like for me, a big city is the same in every country. Mm-hmm. Literally, there's no difference mm. other than, okay, the language, but you could pretty much find, say, English in any big city in the world. Yeah. So there's nothing new to experience there. Mm. Like I mean, the maybe the it's great. It would be great having Taco Bell and all these other places, you know, ne- next door. You call it Taco? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco. Taco. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Whatever. I have, a, I have a friend that pronounces it taco, but she's a green. Taco Bell. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah for sure. You yeah. know, it, it would be nice if I wanted this type of food. I literally, you know, if I was living in, say, Taiwan. Get you some fish tacos because you're allergic to them. Right. But uh, I just wouldn't want to live in a big city because it, uh. it's not the that experience of that country. Mm. You know, I wouldn't want to go to Thailand, live in Thailand, live in Bangkok because... Uh, it's not the real experience. It's like the, the tourist experience, I guess. Yeah. I'm not a touristy type person. I like to, uh, when I go to a country, I want to get out there and see how things really are. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind also, if you look for a job in Seoul, I mean, it's one of the most densely populated cities in the world. So if you don't like big crowds, do not go there. You know? Not to mention it's on the border of North Korea. I'm not, yeah. I'm not 100% why sure people flock to that place. Yeah, yeah. It's safe. It's safe, but if it wasn't for whatever reason did become not safe, mm-hmm. it's the wrong place to be. For sure. But uh, is there anything people can expect if they decide, uh, let's say they found a job, they got the contact information they needed, they decided to take the job. What can they expect in traveling over here? Mm. Obviously, it's a long flight, but yeah, it kind of varies from what I've heard and, you know, Let's say this area, people fly into Seoul. Some people have to take a bus down here. Yeah, usually a night bus. I absolutely hate. I've only done it once, and I'll never do it again. I usually fly, like, say, if I fly into... uh, Incheon. Incheon. I fly into Incheon. I will never, ever, ever get a connecting flight from Gimpo. Really? What happened? It just sucks. (laughs) You have to take this bus or train over to another airport... I had a bad experience. Like I brought, I think I one time I was returning here, and I again with the deodorant thing, mm. I'd bought somebody or a few people a bunch of different de- uh, deodorants, and I some of them were like a spray, mm-hmm. aerosol, like Axe. Oh, they wouldn't let them on the plane. No, but I came into the country fine. Yeah, got my luggage and uh, and uh, what the hell is it called? Impo? No, Incheon. Uh, Incheon. Picked up my luggage. I think I took a bus or a train over to. But when I got there, they made me take it out the, take it out of my bags. They made me take out all my camera batteries. Oh really? I had to ditch those. Jesus. I was like, I'm already in the country. Like, yeah, that sucks. I went through customs. Everything was fine. What year was this? Around two. Th- I would say after two thousand eight ish. Yeah. That's it's a painful experience, I guess. But the most direct route, obviously, is always the best. 
Yeah. The less transfers, the less yeah. odds are for most people getting a job in South Korea, you're going to fly into Itaewon. Incheon. Incheon, sorry. Or Narita. I keep saying that. Well, I mean, but you're going to fly into Seoul and probably have to take a bus or a train to your final destination. Yeah. Like for me, always living in this area, I always end up, whether I fly to Seoul or not, I still fly to Busan or mm-hmm. Gimei and end up, you know, getting, I usually take taxi from Gimei to here, but all right. Anything else? Anything people should expect from their schools? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm, you should aim for having like a positive work environment, uh, one that's inclusive, uh, respectful, you know, uh, obviously you're going to have some cultural differences there, but I mean... Uh, just kind of roll with it, you know. As long as your co-teachers or, or your co-workers are nice to you and respectful, then you're all good. But if they're rude and... Yeah, the like, one thing we've said many times, just come with an open mind. For sure, for sure. Just because something maybe was the correct way wherever you come from doesn't mean it is here. Yeah. Roll with the punches. All right, so that's uh, things to look out for in terms of finding a job and is Korea right for you if you're thinking about coming here. If people want to get in contact with us, they can contact the podcast at podcast.changwoner.com. If you want to be a guest or have any questions or anything, just email us there. If you want to get in contact with me, you can contact me at scott at changwoner.com and phil. Phil at changwoner. And, and adam at chungwater.com so uh, once again for people tuning in the first time it's kind of a we i changed the name of the show so it might be weird for old you know long time listeners the name of the show now is k-pod and people turn tuning in for the first time and looking back at old episodes it was called the Water podcast so just keep in mind of the name change and We look forward to uh, doing our next episode here in South Korea. All right, that will be it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of K-Pod and would like to remind you to please share, like, comment, or leave any kind of feedback you like on iTunes or the website, Facebook, or whatever media you're listening to us on. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast or have anything to promote on the show regarding South Korea, please email us at podcast at changwoner.com or get in contact with us via any social media. Tune in for our next episode, and until then, remember, please share and keep listening to K-Pod to find out more on life in Korea. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to K-Pod. Stay tuned for our next episode.